to another episode of Scrumcast. I'm Jade Meskill. I'm Roy Vanwater. I'm Derek Neighbors. I'm Drew Lesware. This uh, this evening we're going to be discussing uh, vision. So when I say that word, what do you guys think of? How bad mine is. <laughs> I, I always think of the phrase that there's always money in the banana stand. <laughs> When, what does that mean? I don't know. It's from it's from Arrested Development. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I think of uh, something that's sitting out there that kind of anchors you to where you want to go. Yeah, I mean, you know, to me, it's really. I guess it's kind of linked to purpose, right? Like, I, I think if if there's a, a solid vision out there, um, then you understand why you're doing what you're doing. Um, and I think anytime you're dealing with teams um, or having to deal with motivation, I, I think that becomes a core factor into what and how you do things. So give me some examples of um, some some organizations or a product that you've been on that's had great vision. And, and what were the outcomes of that? Um, probably one of the early early in my career, I think I was lucky in that um, I, I was on a team that uh, had two different product ship that had really um, reasonable vision. And the first one was um, they did mortgage uh, document delivery system, um, and they were in an all DOS-based system. And Windows 95, I think, had just come out. Um, yep. Most of their client base, uh, which happened to be large banks, did not adopt Windows 3.1, um, but they were starting to adopt Windows 95. And um, because of that, they you know made significant investments to move you know thousands of desktops over to um, Windows 95. And so they were expecting um, Windows applications um, with that. And so the kind of the product vision was to take the existing product um, and convert it into a 32-bit. Um, uh, Windows version. So there's a very defined goal, a very defined outcome, um, very defined you know reasons from a business perspective of you know large clients that we would lose if we didn't get this done, and large clients that we would win by being one of the first um, companies in that space to actually deliver a product on that platform or native to that platform. Um, and then the second one, same company, was in doing uh, document delivery um, for closing documents online through the internet. Um, at the time, nobody was really doing that, um, and a lot of people thought it couldn't be done, thought there were a lot of securities, thought there were no no way to really anonymously kind of do that and be able to print them. And so there was a very unifying goal of, you know, this is what success is, um, not only from a technical perspective. We can achieve this technical thing. We've succeeded. But also that if we do this technical thing, this is the financial success that comes from it. And I think for me, that's one of the big things I see missing most companies don't even have a vision, but even sometimes when teams have vision, there's no business value behind that. So it's, you know, hey, let's add this feature set or let's ship this particular thing. Where's the business value? What's the, you know, okay, great, we succeeded at that, but the company went out of business anyways, right? So so would you say that having a vision that doesn't add business value, would you say that's any still some benefit to the team? I, I think it's a huge benefit to the team. I mean, I, I think the team has to have uh, a unified vision or a unified purpose to be able to rally around 
to really gel as a team. Like if you don't know what the ter- what the what defines success for you as a team and what's expected of you, I think it becomes very difficult um, to become a team. And I think Jade and I we might have had this discussion at one point. Um, I think one of the, the things that's difficult about software is, um, you know, there there is no trophy, right? There is no who. How, how yep. do you how do you determine who wins, right? You know, um, or who gets first place, or t- you know, there is no World Cup, there is no playoff, and so, um, in order to push yourself as a team, you have to self-define what your championship is, right? My championship is, you know, getting to the playoffs is doing X. Getting to the championship is Y, and winning the entire thing is Z. Um, the problem is that may or may not provide value to the business. So is it important to the team? Absolutely. Does it make a huge difference to the team? Absolutely. Um, but I think a team can totally gel, totally succeed, and totally fulfill their particular vision. And if the company doesn't have a vision that's in alignment with that, the company can actually fail. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that that team that Derek's talking about, that's when Derek and I first started working together. And that was one of the first like real software projects I'd ever been on. And I remember being so energized and so motivated by, you know, having that clear vision of what what it was that we were going to ship. And we, we didn't know how we were gonna do it. Um, the you know, like Derek said, some of the some of the technical challenges were uh, you know, pretty they were pretty high hurdles. Um, but having that vision and knowing what the the outcome of success was going to be uh you know really helped push me to you know come up with some pretty innovative solutions and I, and I think we created some pretty awesome technology uh ve- with very simple tools it was very you know a very small thing that was easy to manage but it accomplished a, a pretty amazing outcome for the company but that same company the the broader company vision was so poor that uh you know I became very disenchanted working there only a year, even though we'd shipped this amazing product and, you know, it was extremely successful. It wasn't a place that I wanted to work at. I think, I think we saw it too here with Integrum where we were for a while, didn't really have a direction we wanted to go where I think you, you described our company vision as we build stuff for people or something generic (laughs) like that, where we didn't really know where it was going and it became very difficult to, want to put in extra effort or to want to help out the company because you don't know how you're helping the company because you don't know where the company wants to go. And we also, I think, found that a lot of people disagreed with each other because we realized there were a lot of people that wanted different things. And I think that moment when we had a, uh, had a big meeting and decided what we wanted to do, and although we lost quite a few people, I think the people that stayed are much closer and are now it's much easier to rally behind the, the organization. Yeah, I think when you when you don't have a, a, a vision, um, it becomes very difficult to make even the smallest decisions, yep. um, because every decision has you know multiple touch points, multiple pathways that it can take, and so something as simple as okay, we're going to tackle um, you know challenge A. Well, if I'm a designer and I think that everything in the company should be about design, I'm going to focus on every decision to what's the best design from a visual design perspective. And if I I'm uh, feel like the company is all about software craftsmanship and that's what we're really about, I, I might take this as a, a reason to try every new technology and spend an inordinate amount of time um, dealing with all of the, you know, how the system works or is architected or, or how it interplays, um, you know, where somebody else might say, well, you know, the company is really about doing these amazing, innovative, game-changing things. And so... 
I don't care as much about design or as much about craftsmanship. I care about, you know, doing this deep, meaningful, you know, product development type of of push. And so, you know, you go into every decision and you've got three people on the same team that all have a different goal. Even if they come to a decision, you're going to have two people that are pissed off the entire time that they didn't get their way in that decision. Where if you come in and everybody says, you know, the goal is craftsmanship or the goal is design or the goal is product development or whatever that the goal is or the, the, the vision is, it becomes a lot easier to go, okay, well, this is simple. Like, we, we would never go try out this new technology that's going to take all this time because that's not what we're about. We're about shipping product, right? So we need to do whatever it takes to ship the product. That's what, one thing I was thinking, too. Uh, you know, vision's great. You can have all these great ideas. You're going to change the world. But at the same time, I like what you you said about you, you have to ship it, right? So your your great vision of changing the world or, or where you want to be um, has to be coupled with reality of, okay, what are the steps that I need to take to get there? What days do I need to ship in order to get this released? And what do I need to do now to make it so that I can ship on this day? Um, that's one thing, you know, in, in my um, learning experience with, with Scrum and Agile is uh, – that had such an impact on me when I when I saw that I, I saw a contrast between someone who said yeah let's let's do all these great things but we never released it or it took forever to release and another between hey let's let's do all these great things let's release on this day and if we're not ready to release on this day what can we cut to release on this day and I and that felt more in line with the end vision um, when you actually get something done. So what you're saying is that. Uh, having a great vision also depends on a great implementation. Exactly. I think so. Um, you know, I, I'm kind of trying to think of some samples of um, where perhaps a business vision didn't align with um, team vision or technical vision in some of the problems that come out of that. And, you know, uh, kind of thinking back to two, two projects um, where I think that from a business perspective um their products that wanted a large market penetration for their particular vertical segment um and they wanted to surpass kind of everybody else that was on the scene which meant that they wanted a whole lot of features it, you know i ha we, we have to have more features than our competitor in order to own the space was the feeling or the vision from the, the product owner um and not criticizing or saying one way or another you know my thoughts on that but that that was their particular vision um however from kind of a team perspective um or i'm not even say a team perspective people within the product ownership team um had a vision that it had to look better than everything else and so there's this constant kind of push yin and yang of you know i want to be pixel perfect on absolutely everything um, but I need to ship, you know, 10 times more features than the product that's eight years old in the next two months, right? And some of, you know, what does that cause? What are some things that you guys have seen that um, where you kind of saw a misalignment either within the team or from the team and the product owner or the stakeholder that caused impediments to actually getting the work done or shipping the, the, the product? So... I think we've seen some cases in which companies have been fairly successful already and are now at a point where uh, they, they kind of have to choose whether they want to continue to move forward and, and bring in more business or if they want to 
kind of stay where they're at and just keep bringing in the, the continuing income and not take the risk to go further. And and I've seen situations where there's been a divide within the company where half the people want to go one way and half the people want to go another way, and that that causes a big problem when you're trying to make decisions because the, who's making the decision or you know what what the particular issue is is, is largely uh, decided by those factors. So so that might be. You know, I'm a Fortune 500 company. I obviously did some innovation to get to be a Fortune 500 company. Um, and now, either within the team or within the company, um, I'm starting to get risk adverse because I don't want to lose my spot in the, the top 500, perhaps. Right. Um, but some people within the organization want to move to the top 100. Um, and in order to do that, um, you know, cost cutting or, you know, just getting. Uh, incremental efficiency is not enough to go from 450 to 100. Um, you know, you've got to do something, you know, bigger, better, brighter, um, but that has downsides. And so, you know, just even being out of alignment on something as simple as that can cause issues within a development team. What are some of the other impacts that you guys see out, maybe outside of the development team or inside the development team, you know, some manifest manifestations of that? So, I think we've seen in the past, like we, we Clayton has always kind of been our team championship champion for uh, testing, and we've we've seen for quite a while where some of the team didn't quite buy into the testing solution, and so they tried to find ways around it. While the uh, the portion of the team that did believe in testing uh, did things like set up set up an uh, integration server and set up our uh, our fill board and and all of these tools to both uh, both be able to test and also to provide visibility to test coverage and whether or not the test pass. And in the, in the meantime, the other half of the team was trying to find ways around that and trying to find ways to duck um, accountability and duck needing to do all of that stuff because they didn't believe in that. Any other samples? So I, I think that might lead for a, a good segue um, next time. I think that uh, um, I think we're talking a little bit about vision and, and pragmatism and um, you know, Obi Fernandez has recently done a blog post that kind of talks about, uh, you know, maybe if you're a lean startup, you shouldn't test it at all or should radically think how you test. And maybe that's a, a good segue into that for next time. All right. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time.